This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace therapeutic services of any kind. Please refer to the list of references provided if you need support. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sessions with Sarah Kate and Ashley. I'm Ashley. I'm Sarah Kate. Um, we're going to have a discussion today about expectations. Um, and I, <laughs> I always, it's always one of those things when we start these, because again, we've said this before, but it's not like we have this all like scripted out because we want to have like her and I have these genuine conversations and we want our whole goal with this is to like bring you guys into these conversations that we have back and forth with each other. And so it's always one of those, like where do we start? What are we, what are we going to bring in and all of that? Um, but I think there's a lot of different messages out there about expectations. And one that we hear a lot is that you shouldn't have expectations because then you can't get let down or something along those lines. I've had people tell me that I've had coaches tell me that. And while I do think that you can't place expectations upon somebody and then if they don't know, or if you're not acting in a way that is aligned with those expectations, then you can't get mad at them for not fulfilling them. Um, and so what I mean by that is I think a lot of times I'm going to use partnership, intimate partnership as an example, but this could be across any, a friendship, a co-working situation, but we all want to be treated a certain way, right? And I think what happens a lot of times is when we enter into a relationship, we expect this other person to know how to treat us. Mm. And we don't ever say what we want or what we need. And we've had a whole episode, which is just a little blip into the world of relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and so this kind of, oh, I just pulled my hair out. Um, <laughs> I thought I had a hair on my face and I yanked it, but it was still attached to my head. Um, Not to her face. <laughs> Too <laughs> um, but I think that that's what, that's where we get confused on the purpose of an expectation, because it's like, it's like that treat others, how you would want to be treated, right? Like you can walk into a partnership and if you're not voicing, mm -hmm. if you're not showing them mm -hmm. and helping them understand how you feel loved and how you want to be treated and what you're going to compromise on, right? Because there's some non-negotiables and there's some things where like, maybe this person doesn't show love exactly the way that you want love to be shown to you. Sometimes that energy and that, that dynamic can be worked with. And so if we just walk in with these expectations and say nothing about it and show them nothing about how we want to be treated or loved or whatever example you want to use, and then they're not fulfilling it. We can't use that as ammunition to be upset with them because we didn't show up mm -hmm. in that situation in a way to let them know. And then here's the thing. They get to decide, just like you get to decide, they want to be treated a certain way. You get to decide if you can fulfill that or not. They get to decide if they can fulfill that or not. And if you're in a situation where somebody can fulfill it, then it's one of those relationships that you can both grow and learn in and the dynamic of the relationship gets stronger. If you're in a situation where that person has decided that they cannot, and it's, that's not, they're not going to come to the sit down at the dinner table and be like, so listen, I can't do these. 
they're probably going to show that more through their actions. Mm -hmm. And you might be speaking to like, Hey, I really need this. Or I want to talk about this. Can we work on this? Blah, 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 whatever it is. If they continually don't show up for you, that's not their responsibility to change. It's your responsibility to decide then, okay, what am I going to do about this? Am I going to continue down this road? Or is there a different action that I need to take? And then maybe it goes back to that next choice, mm-hmm. not the best choice. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and we found our way back to another episode. Um, this is so expectations. Well, there's just so much. There's so much there's here, right? So because much. Ashley's speaking to a lot of the self-responsibility that is required when we set expectations, right? Like um, I shared something a while back about how in order, if we're going to ask someone to come to the table, then we also have to be willing to come to the yeah. table, right? I think so like was in the relationships. It one. was in the relationship. Yeah. One. yeah. And, and it's from rising woman um, where it's like, you have to kind of embody that sense of like, okay, here's my expectations for you. And when we have expectations for another, it's important to remember that we likely need to also have those expectations for ourselves. And what Ashley is saying, like, if you give these expect, if you, if you name these, and I, I don't even know that I love the word expectation because yeah. it's like, it's, it's putting something in a box, right? It's, it's, I was saying to Ashley, like, it's like the logistics list of like, I expect that they text me every morning and every night. And mm-hmm. if our partner, rather than I want to feel my partner's presence. Mm-hmm. I want to feel them connected to me. Mm-hmm. And if they do that in a way that isn't a text in the morning and a text at night, but they sh- they you feel like they're really present with you, is that expectation that they text you every morning and next every night actually valid? Right. And sometimes that's the jumping off point mm-hmm. for us to say, okay, I've been hurt in relationship in this way where the person really didn't show up. And so this is something that I recognize that my nervous system liked was, or my nervous system feels secure when I hear from them at the beginning of the day and I hear from them at the end of the day. When really, again, if that person, let's say they called you at lunch and you had a beautiful connected moment, is that the logistics of them texting you twice a day really what you need? Or is that, is it the presence? And this goes back to feeling. This goes back to sensation. Mm -hmm. This goes back to Mm -hmm. what you feel in your body to communicate that to your partner and to be able to come to the table with that quote unquote expectation of, hey, you know, if we're going to do this, then I really want to feel you present with me. How do, how do you feel like you can, you can do that, right? It helps you come into more of a, a curiosity and a, and a, a collaborative Mm -hmm. experience with your partner to say, here's ways that I expect you to be, to show up, mm-hmm. present, attention, connection. These are things I want to feel in my body. How does that look for us? Mm-hmm. Right. Because someone, I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so much content out there about high expectations, keeping your expectations high, low expectations, you know, adjusting what you feel like mm-hmm. they're like Ashley saying, there's like counterculture conversations and, and, and incongruent conversations across the board 
about how you're supposed to be in relationship or how you're supposed to show up or, or what you're supposed to do. I mean, there's like a million and a half TikToks. There's a million and a half Instagram posts. There's a million and a half blogs. There's all of these relationship coaches. There's all of these, whatever it might be. Like you can find information in any, in any arena Mm -hmm. and you will find, you know, conversations that are completely and utterly disconnected Mm -hmm. about this. What it comes back to more than anything else is how you want to feel in your body Mm -hmm. in connection to a job, a coworker, a place, a person. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's how in your body, that's where expectation can come from of, I want to feel seen. Yeah. I want to, you know, I want my emotions acknowledged. Mm-hmm. I want, and, and how they do that might be up for conversation. That's right. more where you can mm-hmm. get into the dialogue about how that has to look, but the expectation does get to be, I want to feel certain ways in my body. And if this person isn't doing that, or this person says, I'm not going to no, then then it comes back that self-responsibility that yeah. Ashley was talking about comes back in to say, okay, mm-hmm. then if I have this expectation of them and they aren't able to show up, then I have to have this reality check with myself of like, do I expect myself to stay then? Yeah. Right. We can't, yeah, we can't ask them to rise if we can't, won't then rise to it ourselves to have self-respect. Mm-hmm. to have self-consideration, to have self-worth yeah. and value to say, okay, then I also have to do what I have to do here. Yeah. And it's, that's, this is a very hard conversation. Let's just be very clear that this is something that is so difficult to do because so many of us were not taught yeah. to have inherent self-worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, majority of us, let's yeah. just be real hundred percent. Yes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are a few, maybe there are a few. I don't I like to speak in absolutes. <laughs> But yeah, just to, just to unravel this concept of expectations a little bit being Mm -hmm. that like, there's these. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's like Audre Lorde, if you know, brilliant, you know, I love her. Um, (laughs) and I guess I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but I mentioned her a lot in the sex and pleasure, but I don't know where that is in the line here. Um, (laughs) but you got to tag that in the show notes, what she says is that once we discover this level of excellence, and when she's referring to excellence, it's not perfection, but it's excellence in terms of like the pursuit of your highest self, like Mm. the pursuit of growing through this human experience with an expression of love in all areas of your life. Um, But when when we can feel that within us, we automatically then transfer that into every other part of our life. So- Things like being in a really, a job that just really isn't working for us anymore. We start to be able to differentiate why it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Because we then know internally within ourselves what it feels like to have self-worth, to know what we deserve. And I think a lot of times when we're talking about expectations, people confuse it with or they use it interchangeably with standards. And we're saying like, okay, you might have to lower your standards when a lot of the times the quote standards that people are talking about are just like basic human decency, like the bare 
minimum of how you should be in relationship with another person. And again, it's, it's all really across the board for all relationships, coworker, intimate partner, mom, dad, friend, whatever. If you are an adult in these com- in, in these relationships, you are allowed to have conversations with yourself first for mm-hmm. like, what, what is it that I actually need? And to feel the sensations that help me feel safe, that mm-hmm. reminds me that I'm safe. But if you're not having those conversations with yourself first, Sarah Kate brilliantly said this morning, <laughs> as we were talking about something she was like well what's the worst that can happen okay that's the worst and guess what you're still safe Mm -hmm. like that is the worst thing that could happen out of this situation and you me ashley is still safe and that is true for all of this but if we're not having those conversations with ourselves it's really hard for anybody else Mm -hmm. to show up to the table how we want and Mm -hmm. then to be able to receive that Mm -hmm. yeah I saw this uh, thing the other day again from rising women um but she said um we can only our heart can only receive what our nervous system has capacity for Mm. and that one hit me like a ton of bricks uh yeah because if our nervous system is chronically in a state of I'm unsafe, I'm unsafe, I'm unsafe, I'm unsafe. Even if that person is likely doing exactly what your expectation is, you might not be able to receive it. Now, this isn't a criticism of us. This is right. a criticism of, you know, this isn't a, a conversation about, oh, we have to be whole and healed in order to be in healthy relationship. No, it's just to Ashley's point, we start to have those conversations with ourselves. Okay. So if this person is doing what I said I expected and I'm still not feeling safe mm-hmm. and I'm still not feeling like they're here, is it me or is it them? Right. And is it my nervous system? And and this is something, this is a conversation I have with myself all the time. Is it <laughs> is it this other person who is bringing up dysregulation and discomfort and and lack of safety in me? Or is it my lack of safety, my dysregulation that's coming up and making me feel unsafe in this situation? Mm -hmm. And it, that is our power. Mm -hmm. When we can recognize, and for me, what that looks like then is like, hold on, I need to back out of this for a little bit. I need to come back towards myself. I need to to take care of myself, reorganize, really get clear on what I'm feeling in my body and then come back towards the situation. And that looks like me taking space. That looks like me isolating a little bit in a a really healthy way where it's like, I don't want to project something. Mm -hmm. I don't want to throw something at you that isn't yours, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't want to self-abandon in this moment. So like, I need to set the boundary of like, I need a minute, give me, I I, like, I need to take care of something. I need to look at this. And then I come back towards it. And in my partnership, that has given me so much permission to actually caretake myself and really come into that self soothing, self safety space, because when then I come back with, oh, this is actually what I'm feeling. And these are the sensations that are happening for me. 
then we can tend them together. Like this person, my partner can really show up to what emotion I'm actually having, not my triggering, right? Not my wounding. Because my expectation is not that he fixes me. My -hmm. expectation is not that he makes me feel worthy. My expectation is that he can sit with me in when I'm in some discomfort Mm -hmm. and and be there with me, presence, right? Like Mm -hmm. he can't fix it because as we were talking about, like if if he were the one who fixes it and he at some point inevitably in my life leaves, then that goes with that person. But if I take care of myself, if I sit, (laughs) if I sit with my own pain and have presence and have support and have love while I am recognizing my fears, my worry, mm-hmm. my, you know, and I come back towards that really inner child and sit with her and I hold her hand. Then I know that my safety always inevitably is within me. And so those expectations then that I have created for a partner to, or a person to make me feel safe shift. Yeah. They look very different. Yeah. And that is, as we say, that exploration. And so I think to bring it back into the body a little bit, what does abandonment feel like to you? What does loss feel like to you? These are big ones. Now be very mindful as you go into this, like this is work to be done with your therapist or a practitioner, you know, or a dear friend of just like, in my body, these things I do feel like, you know, Ashley and I were talking about this a little bit more this morning, but like for me, for myself and actually quite a few of my clients, abandonment often feels like a black hole in their stomach. Like there's no end, like the, it, there is absolute an absolute abyss and nobody wants to drop into that. Mm-hmm. And so we spend our life holding typically diaphragmatically in our diaphragm and pelvic floor lifts, all of these things get really tense in our midsection because we're trying not to fall into the black hole of abandonment. And that exploration is terrifying when we have to do it. No one wants to do it. But what also we can come back to is, can I feel my feet on the ground? Can I actually feel myself in this chair? The chair is holding me up. There's ways to work um, in opposition to the sensation of falling into the black hole. But this has to, that's your discovery, right? That's your, because if, if then you are having these expectations, you get into partnership and you're feeling this black hole, you're feeling this black hole, you're feeling this black hole. You're going to be like, hold on. How is this person not meeting me? And how do I express, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling really like empty. I'm feeling like you're not really here. And I'm kind of falling in to the middle of nowhere. I, I feel like I need some more presence or I feel like I need more quality time or I feel like I need stronger conversations, whatever it might be. That's an expectation you can bring to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think, and also what this does is it provides, so Sarah Kate mentioned that there's a lot of like, the, I have to be healed or I have to be full before I can like be in partnership with, <laughs> but what she's talking about it allows you then to have that that healing done alongside somebody else mm-hmm. and when when two or more people or whoever you're in relationship with when 
when you both, because likely it's going to happen for both of you, as one person is healing something along in this relationship, the other person is going to get something from that. Like they're going to, it's going to make them feel, even if it's like a little sense of like hope, it might not, they might not be having the same life experience, but I think that that is one of, I wish that from the time we were little, we were helped along this path of how healing can happen in conjunction with others Mm -hmm. and how when we share these life experiences and these sensations and these feelings in a way where first where like she is talking about like she's recognizing within herself first and figuring out and it doesn't have to be perfect like the curiosity of like okay what what is this what's coming up for me what sensations am i feeling and then bringing to the table hey this is what i'm feeling and i want to work through this mm-hmm. and having somebody and allowing somebody and receiving somebody's presence mm-hmm. instead of feeling like we have to do everything on our own mm-hmm. and it is like we have to be this person like we can't ever have like this inner conflict we can't ever have we can't ever like drop off Mm -hmm. and everything we have to be perfect all the time we have to like show up and always be happy and like all of these things it takes all of that pressure away and you get to have like I always like I feel like I talk a lot about like this human experience like a human experience is not just like there's so many things that like bring you down really quick right and and when we can participate in the joys and in like the struggles and the sorrows with other people and have that like true community support. And that could just be one other Mm -hmm. person, like what that does to shift, not only our world, but the world, the whole entire world that like we create such a ripple effect Mm -hmm. of true human connection. And like, I feel like that's like what we, we all want to be heard and seen, and this is how we do it. And we can do it alongside somebody else. Yes. It's just both, as Ashley was saying before, like I can bring these to you and then you get to decide. Right. And you then bring things to me and then I get to decide, right? Like it, it this, this, we're in this like unfortunate kind of conversation of like heightened expectation and heightened like if it, it can only look this way, there's a degree of rigidity in that. Mm-hmm. And if we can receive the way that somebody can be present because we are also taking care of ourselves at the same time, right? This, we don't become reliant on this person being the change. We don't become reliant on this person fixing us. Yeah. We don't become reliant on this person healing us. We actually get to do all of that work and they get to be a part of that and we get to be a part of theirs. Mm-hmm. And, and that changes the conversation about expectations of just like, I, I expect that you be present with me in this and we figure it out together. Again, then it becomes a more collaborative experience. Yeah. Now, do not get me wrong. When Ashley was talking about standards, yes, we keep standards high. Totally. And we keep the standards as high oftentimes as we treat ourselves. remember that so if your internal conversations if your internal criticisms if you're like I had one client say I think I shared this a while back like I've been really mean to myself this week yeah we will often see that reflected to us in external relationship Mm -hmm. so this is really where as we always do bringing it back to the relationship that we have with ourselves first how compassionately are you speaking to that inner child right How kindly are you treating that inner child when they're tender and they're afraid and they're scared and they are worried they're going to be dropped into that abyss? 
right? Are you coming alongside them first saying, okay, I see you. I recognize this is scary. And we need to then communicate this to whomever is, is a part of our world to say, and this is, this is what I need, or this is how I want to feel supported. Yeah. Right. And that comes first with knowing mm -hmm. and that relationship. So finding that conversation and maybe renegotiating some of the expectations you have for the way that you treat yourself. Yeah. First. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I think that this is a conversation. This is a topic that, I mean, this was obviously a very short little snippet. We could talk about expectation standards, blah, 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 the whole thing. Um, I think to like, just really important things to like important pieces to keep from this is exactly what Sarah Kate just said is it's, how are you treating yourself? What are the standards you hold for yourself? Find them first, hold them for yourself first. And then you get to kind of take inventory of the other parts of your life and go from there. And this is not about having to do it on your own. This is not about lowering standards when you're just asking for the bare minimum. This is not about like expectations aren't a real thing and you should never have them. <laughs> um, this is just about like the curiosity of like, how, mm -hmm. how am I holding myself accountable mm -hmm. for how I say I want other people to show up for me? Mm -hmm. And this can be an ongoing conversation. So especially with this one, if there's like little pieces that you're like, talk more about that, or I want to like this. How do I work with that? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this happened. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. You can send us that um, comment, share. Subscribe. Yeah. Like, let us, let us know. Cause we're totally open to specific questions from you guys. And until then we are sending you care and love. And we appreciate you being here with us. Yes. Okay. We'll talk to you next time.